Answer me this. How long have you had that mattress? Because it's looking even lumpier than my lockdown love handles. And while those might be more cuddly, a lumpy mattress is doing nothing for your comfort levels or your sleep. So whatever body you're rocking, put it on a Nectar mattress. Prices start at just $499, and you get $399 in accessories thrown in. That includes a Nectar mattress, mattress protector, cooling pillows, and sheet set, a 365-night home trial, and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com and get hugged. Percentage of the podcast say, is about Wolves yeah, this week. Yeah. Eight and a half minutes, David. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But really, actually, was it eight and a half? It was like about. It was a solid eight. There were actually two segments. Was it? Yeah, because Grant Holt as well. Grant Holt was viable. That's a viable segment. Yeah. Am I turning? We talk about. They turn up. We talk about. Even if Grant Holt hadn't played for Wolves, you'd still squeeze that in somehow. Hello everybody, welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast, David Evans here. Uh, on the podcast this week, Richard's here. Hello everyone. Gully's here. Evening. And we've got a guest with us uh, this week, Paul Berry is here. Uh, you, for those listeners who, well Paul hasn't said a word yet, so hello Paul. Hello. There we go, if you recognise that voice <laughs> straight away, you might remember that Paul took part in our uh, media series episode 2 on Club Comms, because Paul you were part of the comms team at, at Wolves many many moons ago now, or not many moons ago. Well, not too long ago now. Time flies. But now you're in that fan area. Fanboy. You're fanboy. Back to being a fanboy. So Uh, so yeah, welcome. Thank you. And every time we have someone new on the podcast, because we didn't do this on the media series because that was more of a serious one where we're not as so serious on this one. Uh, We have the fancast questions of three. Every person who makes a debut answers the same questions, although we've changed it this season. So the first question is, uh, favourite Wolves player of all time that isn't Steve Ball and why? I was going to say, you need an explanation. Um... (laughs) It's difficult, really, because obviously worked with a lot of players over a good few years. Who so I'd better not pick any of those because I might get myself into trouble. Um, I'd probably go back to when I was a fan before and say, um, from Steve Ball's era, Robbie Dennison. Good choice. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I tried to play a bit like him. Nothing like it. <laughs> and just the fact I think the way he used to go past people, he didn't seem to kind of. And I got to know him a little bit in later years. So I can say this: he didn't seem to have any pace, but he just seemed to go past people. Don't know how he did it. But he did, um, and he was always really good Good to watch, so I'll go for him. Good, good, good. Uh, the key fancast question, eggs and sauces, so ketchup, mayo, uh, cupboard or fridge? Got to be the fridge. Good. Mm. Has anyone said cupboard? I keep my sauces in the cupboard. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Ketchup. <laughs> eggs in the fridge. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, so, oh, right so. Yeah, yeah, he mix yeah. it up. Ke- ketchup's yeah. cupboard, mayo's yeah. fridge. Clearly have okay. commitment yeah. problems. Yeah, yeah. In that sense. <laughs> yeah I can't yeah. do both. No, it's all in the fridge. <laughs> all in the fridge. Although I, I appreciate the argument that you don't buy eggs from the supermarket in the chilled mm. aisle, do you? Nor do you buy ketchup, though. Exactly, yeah, Ooh. actually, it's a good point. It's a good point. See, I, on, I the debate rumbles on. <laughs> We're never going to get to follow that question. I always, assume, course, like, so I always keep eggs in the fridge, like as a safety issue. Because like, I think if they're on the side, they're more likely to... We did, get break. Break. Yeah. we did get an email about this. Was last season a real yeah. DTD email? I once yeah. actually 
took the egg holder out the fridge and subsequently dropped all the eggs there. So, you know, it's, the, it's do still you, a, it's Do you always take the eggs out of the box and put them in the holder, or do you leave them in the box? No, they're in the holder. And therefore, why do you make an egg holder for a fridge if they're not supposed to go in the fridge? Do you see what I mean? Why do they make one? It's, it's just what you do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay, like, uh, dude. Yeah. yeah. We could have this argument all day. <laughs> Let's, uh, yeah, we've already, already been criticised about how Let's wrestling talk wrestling. Talk, yeah. <laughs> uh, final uh, question. Unpopular opinion. So something that people genuinely like or hate that you actually perhaps have the opposite opinion of. Um, tough one, this. I'd probably say I am fed up of hearing about Mourinho and Pogba. Which I'm sure most yeah, people, most people are probably quite yeah. enjoying yeah, that that's kind a of background, is it? Yeah. I just think, yeah, I think people are enjoying, well, a lot of people are enjoying it all, but I just think it's... Uh, oh, we're enjoying the demise gone too of Manchester United. people. Oh, there's yeah, two people involved. It's yeah. constant talking about it. I was going to yeah. say, it's getting far too much yeah. coverage for what's... But I think it's all part of the football media game. I'm sure, yeah. I'm not sure it's completely as it seems behind mm. the scenes. They're probably just getting on with it. Mm. It's all part of the rich tapestry of football media, I think, where sometimes... Things Which you know all up. about. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Inside knowledge already. <laughs> Look at if that. you okay. want to listen more, if you go to uh, the Wolves Fancast Media Series Part 2, yeah, you can find it there. Um, just before we carry on, we've got our usual advert, gentlemen, every single week. Uh, and that's for our partners, Pixel Yeti Media. If you're looking for web design uh, for your business or your business needs a new logo or a bit of marketing, go check them out. They're not just web designers, they're a creative agency that cover all your design needs from websites, brochures and signage to marketing, logo design and branding. So go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com. Staple now, that is isn't every week now. I'd be worried if we didn't do that advert. So would Pixel Yeti Media. Contractually obliged. Okay, let's do some news before we get into the game uh, against Southampton. We'll also talk about Palace as well and Twitter Corner as per usual. Uh, Sacco, our beloved Sacco gentleman, has gone to West Brom. I think he signed up for the uh, rest of the season after having a trial. I think the question is, are we bothered that he's gone to West Brom? I wasn't. And then I saw his Instagram and I saw him in a Wolves kit and a part of me did kind of go... If only, like, because for a, what, was he at a club for three years? Yeah. Like, he was by far our best player. And, you know, whether we got relegated, got promoted from League One, and nearly got to the playoffs in the Championship, he was still probably our standout player. And we never got the chance to see Peak Sacco in the Premier League or necessarily playing in a really good team. And, you know, to... I know he's moved on. He played for Palace for a couple of years, but then to see him play for West Brom just digs a bit. <laughs> it shouldn't. It shouldn't because it's a job. It's a gig. But <laughs> good still, it's really hurting I'm, there. I'm, yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I'm just disappointed that he didn't put his first Instagram post up to say, sorry, Wolves fans, man's got to eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because that's what so, it's all about, really, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't you, it? You, yeah. You've got an unpopular opinion. Yeah, right? I, I, I think it's it's strange. I mean, people are dismissing Sacco as if, you know, some kinds of no nobody from a previous era. But it, I found it strange that, you know, we you know the guy had Wolves fans at his feet for three years. Are, are we getting a bit kind of snooty about the fact that we've come on to a seriously good stage right now? Mm. And everything that happened pre- previous to this is kind of you know just you know s- small time. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't believe people when they say that ah, Sacco wouldn't even you know he's not fit to lace Jota's boots etc etc mm. things like that. I just I find it strange. Uh, you know you can't you can't obviously compare them 
directly because they're obviously from two different teams, two different areas. I'm pretty certain that Osaka would be a good player in this team. I think he he's certainly you know more, a more prolific goal scorer than some of the players that we've got going forward as well. So and he's got that experience. Now. I know you can yeah. oh, counter argue that slightly, but he has got that Premier League. Yeah. I still believe he would. Had he not been injured, he'd have been a good player for Palace, and we wouldn't be talking about a player playing for. West I mean, Brom he's still right scoring a couple of goals from last season before he broke his ankle. Exactly. He mm. was never well. He never unfortunately had a, a run of games in the Premier League, and he suffered for it. Because he had a good start, didn't he? From yeah. what I remember, he scored at uh, Chelsea away. Yeah, yeah. He scored, scored a winner there. I think he scored a yeah. winner on, on his debut or something as well. And he's, unfortunately, his fitness record doesn't stand up to it, and they've had mm. to let him go as a result. But you know, good luck to him, honestly. Hopefully so. You knew, obviously, Paul. You knew him from around. We might mm. do this a lot. You knew that guy. Blast <laughs> <laughs> from the past, but yeah. No, I think I agree with that. To be honest, I think it's it's a shame that sometimes fans, you know, almost decrying him a little bit and mm. oh you know we don't want him now well maybe we don't but I don't think you should forget someone like that yeah. and if you remember no. sorry you've just said the you know the ovation he got on his last game and he was in tears and I think the club meant so much to him for those three years he stayed um, when we got relegated he helped the team get back and I think uh, you know such a great guy always smiling and I just think um, you know it's Albion it's quite strange when you work inside walls the, the feelings I had as a fan about Albion kind of disappear a little mm, bit yeah. because uh, it's a job it's a job yeah, you get yeah. to know people I've got a lot of friends at Albion I have over the years so you kind of lose that edge which I'm sure will come back now I'm not there anymore <laughs> so Sacco comes to Wolves at some point in the future who knows yeah. but I just think you know it is a job um, I think it's a good move for him I think it's a good move for them if I can say that because I just think if you get him on song and mm. you know what he's got in his locker mm. and the, the pace and the the goals and the you know the shot shot on him with that left foot. I just think you know let's just hope he does well. Um, obviously, I know there's a lot of fans that don't want Albion to do well, which is fair enough. But for him as an individual, yeah, great. It'll be great to see him playing football again. Mm. Um, maybe if he does well, he'll go somewhere else. At the I, end mean, of the season. I think yeah. even sort of post injury, now he's turned sort of 31. He'll still be more than good enough for Championship mm. level. I don't quite think he's probably got it in the tank Premier League now, but it's hard to tell because he's been out injured for the last mm. six months or eight months or whatever but yeah you can't you can't fault him for his kind of career in England yeah. so far um, you, know, definitely you can wish him all the best without saying yeah. oh he wouldn't be good enough for us now I think that's probably yeah. what we're trying to say isn't um, it? Even, if he, if, even if he wouldn't get in there no, now just wish him all the being, best as someone that being, did a you good know, job if I'd have bothered doing any prep work I'd have been interested to see sort of his stats in probably his last season with Wolves compared to even someone like Jota's last season or Cavs and sort of mm. see how matches up because he had a good return for Wolves in three seasons he pretty much was in double figures mm. each year and I'm sure it's like the first player since someone like yeah. oh god I can't remember who was it since Steve Bull or something like that he was the first player who'd got in double figures three years in a row was Ebanks ever close? E- Ebanks uh, well he had the no. Premier League years in between ah, yeah, so yeah, he, wouldn't yeah. have, he wouldn't have got into double figures then but Whatever he, he left an impression, and you can't forget yeah. that. At the end of the day. It was a fun player to watch. Yeah, and you know that, oh, you, that's you, when we watch football, isn't it? Because you want to be entertained. When he had the ball know, at his feet, you thought something was, yeah, yeah. was going to happen. Half of that last season with him and the Fabian and Dicker, yeah. I mean, that was unbelievable. Oh, yeah, 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 we got yeah, so yeah, close, yeah. and you still think about that game at Birmingham, which was probably the one that yeah. cost us when yeah. we were in the uh, top six and went at the head. But I think it's what uh, got a kind of Gully just mentioned before in terms of you know we're, we're seeing fantastic football the last two seasons, but you know rightly we were also saying that the same at that second half of that season because some of the football was fantastic. Absolutely, and everyone forgets about. Uh, yeah, Raji Van Le Parra's role. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look where he is now. The only one that's in the Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, right, well, let's uh, crack on with the football chat, shall we? More football chat, of course. And we're going to talk about the game of the weekend. And Wolves got a 2-0 win at Molyneux against Southampton. Cavalera and Johnny with the goals. Uh, but gentlemen, the, the overriding feeling was that, yes, we won. But was it the worst, if you could even say that, performance so far this season? I think they went in with a really specific game plan, which they did for most of last season, where they try and blow a team out of the water in the first 20 minutes. And if we get the goal in about 20 minutes, we just will sit back and pick them off on the counter-attack. It's pretty much what we did against Burnley. We start strong. We started strong pretty much every game so far this season. But if you don't score, they will drop off mm. because that's... Like if they've not done it there, they're not going to have the intensity levels. But as soon as we did that, sort of Southampton kind of counteracted and then kind of stepped up our game, mm. stepped up their game. We can kind of bring ourselves back up until what seventy fifth minute when sort of Troy and Cav kind of I came on. It's interesting you made the point about us starting games well. We do, we mm. really do, yeah, yeah. but we still only scored one goal in the first yeah. half all season long. And that's something that we've got to be better at because all season long last year we were getting into leads early in games and you know cruising. You could almost you know sit back and have a snooze for the rest of it as a fan. (laughs) Yeah, you know you just the the result was never in doubt. But we've got to capitalize. I don't know if they're trying to be too careful with their finishing sometimes, not taking shots when they need to. Jota, you know, a number of times had the opportunity to just crack a shot off, try and turn inside his man, whatever. But We've got to capitalise on that pressure. Yep. You know, it's worked. It's been fine so far. There's going to be a game where, after 20 minutes, we end up going behind, and then mm. you know, there's a little bit more of a concern. Unless it's Man United. Yeah, I mean, Southampton didn't have the greatest of chances, but it's what we've kind of touched on this season that, like you've said, one day the team's going to nick a couple uh, of goals in, and then if we, you know, it's all well saying we've got all this possession and got all these these chances, but they've actually got to go in the back of the net. Leicester, wasn't it? Like, we did really well mm. for the first half now and then all of a sudden we were two goals down and it was pure misfortune that did that it was yeah. nothing to do with Leicester playing well Yeah, it was just absolute you know, but that's football it, it can mm. happen to you like that yeah. How, yeah. how did you feel over on your feelings there it's we go to say, yeah. Yeah. Um, no similar again I think uh, you know that started really well didn't score finished really well and obviously got the two goals but mm. that middle period of the game Southampton seemed to be have a bit more control of it than we did and almost playing us at our own game. They seem to be mm. keeping the ball and kind of we were giving it away. But um, I think you almost hinted at the start what a, what a position to be in to say that's our worst performance of the season. We've been yeah. Southampton yeah. 2-0 who are a decent established Premier League yeah. team. Um, and as much as it wasn't so comfortable in the middle of it, we've come away comfortably. First goal, you know, second goal was late on, but with another crucial th- and then any three points in the Premier League however well we do mm. is so difficult yeah. and so hard to earn that yeah. it's not a bad position to be in to be saying that I was saying like in, in, I know because we've kind of picked up points not necessarily where we thought we would against Man United and Man City you still kind of go into this game as a fan being like it's Southampton at home this is a game where if you look at the fixture at the start of the season you're going this is a game it's almost a must win mm. in a way that you know they're a team who finished what was it 16th in the end 17th last season you know those are the teams you want to be beating yeah, yeah. and <laughs> we, we won 2-0 but yeah. there's that big question mark of like a 40 minute gap in the middle um, I think again you make the point about it being a must win I think in the Premier League because you've got that week long break between games yeah. mm. 
you know, fans get on tenterhooks yeah. a little bit, don't they? Yeah, you know, so they think that you've had a good performance there. last week and yeah. you, you're chomping at the bit for another That's game right. and the pressure builds every single day. It builds yeah, and it builds yeah, yeah. and you're sitting there and you're going, Southampton, they're not doing well. We've got to yeah, win. Yeah, yeah. We've got to beat them. Mm. You know, and then slowly, you know, you build yourself up into this frenzy. Mm. Look at it, the players don't seem to be impacted by that no. really. Nuno seems to have a lid on all that sort of thing. But for, <laughs> in the fan base, you know, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not really a must-win game, no, is it? But no, no. Yeah, you get that, you know, anticipation just builds up, and you, it kind of over overballs a little yeah. bit. And in, going into the, the game, base, going to the game, there was a lot of media talk about that game, and football focus are there before the game. I just, I got this sense there was a lot of media actors doing a lot on Wolves, and it, in your mind, it seems to build it up even more. Mm. You know, the pressure for Wolves to win basically was more. Uh, more than that, but yeah, well, I remember when football focus came and I was there, and uh, we then lost 3 0 to QPR that day, so yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. So I do know what you're saying, it's probably a Wolves thing that's ingrained in you to think, oh, crumbs, you know, there's a bit of a tension here. Are yeah, we gonna, I, I said last <laughs> season, I, up, I think Wolves tend to thrive now under the spotlight. Mm. You know, look at the games we had last season when we were on Sky, I mean. Probably didn't lose a game on Cardiff away, Middlesbrough away. Those were huge yeah. games. Yeah. The only one was Villa, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, you know, true. Like, um, Sheffield United at home, like that was what like, almost the floor with teams. That, 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 that sort of like <laughs> you know, like late kick off as well, yeah. and again came out of you know the game absolutely barnstorming, and again a Premier League game. It almost feels like every game is a big yeah. game. It might just be like. You know the amount of pyrotechnics we now have and all of that, but it's like making it a proper. Every game is an event, and they seem to have now kind of after sort of first game or two, finding their feet. They kind of like the big occasions again now, yeah. um, which is great to see. But it took to uh, the 75th minute and then Cavalero first touch, first goal. Lovely, absolutely lovely to see. One of those perfect Premier League stories, isn't it? But it definitely his first touch. I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it. Was this, yeah. I've heard, sure, I think it was. But you I think you never I've heard a few yeah. people say first been, touch. Yeah. I've heard. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he probably touched the ball somewhere else. But yeah. first touch. Yeah, but you know, this is a person we've been talking about for weeks to make that kind of impact. Straight away, he did. He's Lovely. A, he's a player who who has a really high output. Um, in, in a similar way to what I was saying about Douglas last season, if you're playing a numbers game, mm. Cavs got to be up there. You know, in the amount of assists and goals he scores, it's it's incredibly high. Um, you know, it's no not really a surprise that he's kind of on. He's the player getting on the end of those. He's shown he's really confident in front of goal, and he's not lost that from last season. I think what I really like about our options now, especially. I mean, you look at it with with Costa and Jota. They're a little bit more straightforward players you know they run at their man they're a bit more fixed in their positions they're very disciplined often mm. as well with Nuno and his his system but Cavalero and Traore coming off the bench they're just a bit crazy mm. you know what I mean they, they do things that you wouldn't expect them to do yeah. there's really, not a lot of forward planning no the off the cuff they're literally the ball comes from and it's kind of it's all a bit unpredictable yeah and that's what makes a difference though because you know for for 60 70 minutes Southampton looked relatively comfortable at times mm. And just to shake things up a little bit, mm. totally, yeah. you know, Go send, a them, send them a bit, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Cav, he just impacts games every single time he's on the pitch. Even against Le- Leicester in midweek, I thought, you know what, he's, he's looked sharp. You know, he'd had this mm. time out and stuff, but he's just a, a guy that you know you want to get on the ball as mm. much as possible. 
You don't know what he's going to do next. He doesn't seem. Af- he doesn't seem afraid to do things. No, like, not at all. I, I'm, I'm mm. sure we'll probably touch on Jot in a bit, but he almost doesn't. Jot doesn't seem confident in himself to take mm. that chance. Whereas, no, Cav does it with his first touch. He he's going past players. He wants to get on the ball. He'll he'll shoot from the edge of the box and he gets a chance. It might whack a defender, but it doesn't matter because I say his game's focused on kind of end result yeah. I guess I think yeah. someone on Twitter noticed that said they think he's the best finisher at the club and probably uh, yeah. on the evidence you don't see him miss much no, you don't no, you know, no, some no. of the goals he scored last season it's difficult to disagree with that you know, I think and and it's the power he's got I mean he's a different player to Sacco but you talk about yeah. what's going to scare defenders it's yeah. not just the pace but it's the, you know, they can't get close to him can they and he can, they're bouncing off him and he's got more he's got he's explosive a, pace yeah he's almost well. got more that physical strength isn't he where yeah. Sacco mm. almost had the strength in his legs mm. Cavs kind of got that upper body strength that's going to scare those defenders. It is the unpredictability. I mean, I think Traore, I only saw it today, I think the Wolves put the slow-mo of the goal. Mm. He almost lost control of the ball yes. yeah. on, the, on the wing, but he, yeah. he then got it back and he's got enough speed and they're so scared of him that he got enough space yeah. to be able to we'll then still give him an extra box. yard yeah. because they know yeah. what he can do. if he can just skip past you, even if he hasn't got full control of the ball. Yeah. He doesn't they're need half frightened. Time. They are frightened. Just get yeah. in the box. Uh, the floodgates seem to open at that point. Jimenez had a header uh, just not that long after, which was mm. lovely say, but then uh, Johnny B. Good, Johnny Otto got that goal. And, you know, we've talked, you know, at the start of the season, we talked about Barry Douglas going and what a disappointment that was. And you could still argue that the case. But uh, Johnny has been a fantastic replacement. Mm. And he's he's threatened us in games recently with the East, you know, another game against Burnley. He had that chance, which wasn't as, as good, but it was a great finish. And Johnny's been. Been good. Yeah. No. I was going to say, are we going to talk about how in the 85th minute of a game where we're 1-0 up against a quite a competitive team, we've got two wing-backs in the box? Yeah. One setting up the other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it shows the confidence that they have to finish off moves yeah, in, in each yeah. other. And the thing is, <laughs> I remember first half, I think Doherty got the ball twice in, in an advanced position. He wasn't in the game because no. Bertrand was having a, he's doing a job and he was a, he's a good, good full-back Bertrand. I, I really like him, but... When he got the ball, he created two chances first off. And then subsequently in the second off, both goals came but from the right-hand yeah. side. Mm. And you, that shows you, you know, even if, you know, he's deterred by, you know, not being able to get into the positions that he normally gets into on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. Still going, still flying down yeah, the yeah. wing. Armstrong, you know, he absolutely bullied him right on, in that corner. He's trying to claim oh, that, that he's pulling his shit. I was going to say, no, that was a bit was a sly one. Yeah. No, I, I think he might have been a sly one yeah. on the blind side to the linesman and um, he's done him. <laughs> but yeah, wing back to wing back, you know, Nuno system totally vindicated there as well. You, you can't get a better goal for him no. at no. all. Uh, Southampton might have filled, failed, felt a bit aggrieved that they didn't get a result out of it. Do you think they probably got their tactics right? I th- I'm not sure. I thought, I mean, I mentioned earlier, they kind of seemed to almost try and play a set around game. I just mm. thought, when I saw the lineup with Austin and Ings and Redmond, that they might just go a bit more direct mm. and maybe just try and mm. ruffle a few feathers a little bit. Because those two, I mean, they seem to be getting more and more frustrated, even when Southampton were doing well. They just didn't yeah. seem to be getting the ball. They weren't mm. getting crosses in the box, one point which is what they wanted. Ing- um, Danny Ings picking up on the halfway line. Yeah. And like, that's not They're finishers, they want the ball in the box. Yeah, that's pretty sure they're always stopped doing that, didn't I'm pretty sure they're arguing between each other yeah. as well at some point. Yeah. But credit to I Walls, think, I guess, yeah. for stopping them getting yeah, the ball, yeah. stopping yeah. the supply they, line they, to they, them. I don't know how many teams have actually done it this season, but you know, I mentioned our sort of drop off in intensity. I haven't seen a team press Wolves like that. They did a job. They definitely did a job. They knew what they mapped it out how to kind of stop. Especially Neves getting on the ball. I think 
the other job for teams is though you can stop us playing but you've then got to try and do something with the ball yeah. and they weren't ever really threatening us I don't think a few balls it's came into the box I was going to say and if stuff, they were Patricio I think I said well then yeah you've got that to get past yeah. well listen the, the chances I created weren't really anything made apart from that free kick with Patricio kind of dropped ever so slightly not a chances there wasn't really, really a yeah. major chance yeah. that, that no, threatened the defence one of the really good save he made yeah um, but apart from that yeah, say, it was talking all... good saves there's McCarthy off the oh, yeah. head that yeah. I saw that I was literally I was, I was jumped right behind that I was going to say because you're South Bank as well yeah. aren't you and I remember like because the thing that was amazing and I don't get full appreciation of how low the header was yeah. it's, it's, and a, he's got it over it's the about way. a metre yeah. high and he's managed to flick it up over it was uh, it was almost behind it unbelievable yeah. save that was mm. yeah um other good performances then that day. Generally, who do you think played well? I've I've noted Bolly, Johnny, and Jimenez just to start off. But anyone got kind of got their individual favourites from the game? I think for me, it was strange to see Matinho running around so much. Mm. He, he seemed to sprint and harry and press and he made that one tackle in the first half where everybody was. Oh, him. Yeah. The defensive side of his game was the hardest I've seen him work actually. Maybe it's a sign of the game and we weren't at our best, so he had to do a bit more covering and, and chasing yeah, yeah. about. But it was good to see that he could still have an influence on the game in that regard. Because mm. I don't think Neves was necessarily at his best, so he might maybe had to compensate mm. for him a little bit. But he was he's always unbelievable, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah. We don't deserve him. No. There was at one point, I think, <laughs> he had the ball on the right-hand side. I think Costa had just picked up a knock, so mm. he wasn't making a running behind mm. him. Martinez running out to the right-hand side... And he's got about three Southampton defenders around him, and he's just like, "Well, I've just got to hold the ball and do what I yeah. can here." And he's holding it, he's holding it, and he knocks it past. And he wins a free kick. And yeah, you you don't understand how he's doing it's it. It's just game yeah. management, yeah. isn't it? He's this big. Yeah. yeah, he's tiny. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, anyone for you? You kind of thought um, stood out. I think it's still Jimenez. I think he's been incredible. Mm. Um, you know, you look at the pedigree at the start of the season, you're kind of a little bit concerned just because yeah. of the lack of strikers that yeah, we've got. Yeah, yeah. But I think all season long, the again the strength. And I think, you know, you look at the way we play now and probably the same with Bonatini, I'm not sure we're ever going to get a 20-goal season striker. No, no. But I don't think we need one because the goals are going to come yeah. from different areas. But he certainly looks capable of getting into at least yeah. double figures. And it's just, you know, the way he holds the ball up, his, his touch is great, his passing's great, the way he brings people mm. in. And we've seen it finish. So I, I think say, if I think he stays fit, he's going to, you know, he's going to have a great that season. That seems quite interesting to me that he seems to be a selfish and unself- Like, he knows how to play for the team and himself. And I kind of think that... The goal we scored against Burnley, actually the goal against Man United and primarily the mm. two we scored on Saturday were basically the same move. Mm. It's from the ball, right. Yeah. It's all from the right cut back and the difference with you know, the the first goal on Saturday was almost identical to the Man United goal. It was near post run, yeah. hold up. Flick it, yeah. flick it back to the runner, and it looks easy. But he's held the defender off, and he's almost it, off balance, and yeah. he still managed to get the, uh, the ball. You know, whereas yeah. against Burnley, it came a bit deeper, and he got the shot off. And it, it it's a great weapon, and hope too many teams don't catch mm. onto it. Yeah. Um, I think but the, he knows what he's doing with Jimenez as well. He's always either we manage to find him or he manages to find the ball. Yeah. You know, he's always involved in yeah. the build-up play, every, yeah. and because there's so yeah. many strikers that you see. Lukaku against us, a prime example, just not in the game at all. Mm. You know, it's very easy sometimes for a striker to just be crowded out, mm. you know, just, you know, might as well play with 10 players sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Jimenez doesn't allow that to happen to him. He's always, always on the move, yeah. making sure that he's a presence but in the game. I was going to say, 
something I've sort of picked up on him as well is that he does move, but he very much tries to stay between the goalposts. Because yeah. it's one well, of my biggest frustrations with centre forwards, especially ones who we call unselfish, ones who can't score, is that you know they'll, they'll do the doggies out to the channels, but then if they're not in the box to score, whereas he'll do it to the point he needs to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Doyle syndrome. Yeah, mm. but he yeah. won't. He won't kind of push himself too far because he knows he needs to be in the box to was, score. Wasn't there a stat um, over the weekend? And I should have really saved that. Like Jimenez is like one of the second most involved player on the pitch in Europe. It is really. I think the amount of forward passes in the final third or something, completely passing the final wow. third on average, he's second behind. I, I don't know who. Wow. But, but it's in the whole of Europe, isn't yeah, it? I think, yeah, yeah. Like that. And, he, yeah. and he got the assist, didn't he, for Cavs yeah, goal? Go. Which yeah. just shows you. Fantastic. It's all and, coming up Millhouse, isn't it, really? It's <laughs> funny because um, apparently it's £30 million pounds is, is clause to, yes. to the option Ooh. to buy him. Is it an option or is it we, it's uh, an obligatory? Option. It's not obligatory. No, it's, it's, it's definitely, you know, a, yeah. you'll take it if you want it. Yeah. But with every game, you kind of think, who else are you going to get for thirty million? I was going to say he's yeah. going to do the job that he does. Yeah, you know, mention about output of players. What is he? Two goals, four assists, or something like that so far. Oh, Some, God, something yeah, like that. Yeah. He's he's con- games in. I feel like, yeah, yeah, like you know, you carry that through a season, and he's posting healthy stats. Mm. Of which, again, are you going to get a player who can replicate that uh, next year? Don't say Andre. And <laughs> <laughs> fit the system so perfectly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he seems. Yeah. You know, he seems to be that upgrade on Bonatini. You know, same role, but can yeah. do everything that bit better. Adam won't rest until we get Andre <laughs> Silva. He won't rest. Uh, criticisms, gentlemen. I think the obvious one probably is Jota, because many comments from the game was that, especially in our our group, was that the play just seemed to break down with Jota. And he, from from the man from the from the um, who did we have last actually? I just forgot. Man United. Man United. Oh, for the Man United game. Yeah. Sorry, um, people felt like he was kind of back to his groove, and in this game. Kind of general consensus was he kind of he's still trying to get used to Premier League life. What do we all think of Jota's performance on? Yeah, on the weekend. I, I think you know it, it was interesting because Southampton centre back, the tall one, Vestergaard, one, one of the worst centre backs I've he's seen gone... at Premier League level. Honestly, he was <laughs> awful. First three things he did was foul Jota straight away, that... and I can't believe he wasn't on a yellow card. He might have been. I'm not no, sure. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. No. But then, if that's Jota, surely that's the most encouraging thing you can see is this lump yeah. cannot get near you. <laughs> and he still managed to like make a mess of things. And I just thought it, it was a really strange performance. You know, the ball's bouncing off him. It, it just, nothing seemed to go right for him. He's lost his touch a bit, hasn't he? He has. I, I, um, he needs a goal. I, I think yeah. he really needs a goal because even when he was having his bad games last year, he's still scoring. So you, you could get away with it because you knew he'd always be in the box. But he just doesn't seem to be, you know, just trying to turn inside his man when he should be shooting. Little things like that are just really frustrating at the moment. Mm. And with Kevin Traore on the bench, you can't afford to mm. be slipping. I think some players just need more time to adapt as yeah. well, don't they? I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, so far, touch what everybody seems to have adapted mm. pretty quickly. Maybe he's just taken that bit more time. I remember, was it Thierry Henry? He had a whole season at Arsenal yeah. where he really struggled. Um, but obviously, you don't want it to go on for that long. Yeah, but I think, yeah, I think yeah. it might well be, as you've just said, if one of the. You maybe pull him out on the bench and then he comes on and gets a goal or suddenly has a good 20 yeah. minutes. I'm expecting 30 goals next season. 30 goals, yeah. 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 Well, He'll get more than that. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I think, you know, he just needs something to happen and he will get in the groove because he's a quality player who I think, you know, he yeah. could, I think could play in a top si- 16. Similar with yeah, yeah. Costa. I know sort of a lot of people at the start of the season said that Costa's bulked up but has he lost a yard of pace? And I don't think it's that he's lost a yard mm. of pace. 
but we were higher division up and the defenders are that half a yard a yard quicker and I, I think it's interesting that probably Costen not probably to the same degree as Jota but both of them have struggled to kind of get their mojo back from last season mm. um, and their games you know said earlier that you've got Kevin Troyore who are all physicality whether it's pace strength power it is all kind of down to what they can kind of almost do with their bodies in a way yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas Jota is a bit more sort of on space and movement Costa's got that agility um, and the dribbling prowess and neither one of them's kind of worked out how to do it at the highest level yet had they been so, so used to I don't know if this is really the right comment to say but had they been so used to the championship last season well, given yeah. the, the level they probably worked with previously and they've got to get their mindset back at that and higher level I would say Southampton got two of the better fullbacks in the league in yeah. Bertrand yeah. and Cedric yeah. they're two very good players you, know, you you can't dismiss the fact that we've got opposition you can't always yeah. play badly you yeah. can be made to don't play think badly it was at the end a surprise of the day. that yeah. both our goals happened I think after Bertrand got booked as well maybe yeah so yeah. like I think as soon as he picked up that book and he wasn't able to kind of go in quite as tough as he needed to. Uh, I think the Southampton right back again, as you say, he's Portuguese and international, isn't he? So yeah, Cedric, really first, good player. First really good choice, player. really just a solid... Portuguese right international, you say? <laughs> Wing back, you say? He's got Doherty to get past. I can note that one. Uh, let's do a man of the match, gentlemen. Obviously, uh, champagne man of the match. Who are you going to give your bottle of champagne to in your, in your tub of caviar? Who's your uh, pick of the the players on a Saturday afternoon? Uh, Paul, I'll come to you first. Who, did you, who would you give your man of the match to? I'd go Jimenez. Jimenez, yeah. yeah for the reasons stated. Ugly, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, man um, of the match. I think... Given that you got his goal, Johnny. Yeah. Johnny be good. Yeah, I think I'm starting to worry about next summer when he's ready to go back to Madrid because <laughs> yeah. Atletico will not be letting him no. go on this form at no. all. Uh, Rich, who are you going to give you a man of the match to? It is a tough one, as it's pretty fortunately been most of this season. Um, I was going to go Johnny, but just to be different, I will give it Doherty, actually, just because of his contribution for both goals and, you know, he's... He got a few critics at the start of the season, um, which I think were probably fairly deserved, but he's really upped his game. And again, I don't think it's a coincidence how many goals have came from that right-hand side so far. Well, it's only not many games in, but we're eight. We're, eight. we're just outside Europe. Yeah. What a time. What a time. We're going to talk about Europe and Palace as well. Um, I'm going to do Twitter Corner after this. Answer me this. How long have you had that mattress? Because it's looking even lumpier than my lockdown love handles. And while those might be more cuddly, a lumpy mattress is doing nothing for your comfort levels or your sleep. So whatever body you're rocking, put it on a Nectar mattress. And right now you can save over $500 on any queen or king bundle. That includes a Nectar mattress, foundation, mattress protector, cooling pillows, and sheet set, as well as our 365-night home trial and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com slash save 500 and get hugged. Right, we're just going to briefly uh, mention Europe now because Tim Tim Spears, you like Tim, don't you? For is I do it like Tim? Yeah, they're going well with Tim. Good Tim journalist, Tim, very good. I was going to say, good, yeah. and Tim likes Gully. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a perfect circle. Apparently so. Apparently so. Yeah. Tim is Gully. Does Gully like Tim? 
<laughs> yeah, <TV> absolutely. <laughs> Shout out yeah, for yeah, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. I email him on a weekly basis. Right, no, no, so no, no. I better, I better say yes. Does he pinch <laughs> your stuff for his reports? That's the most. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely loves that your blog, doesn't he? And he's got a book out. Yes, yes. Yeah. I didn't know that for at all. Blog. Yeah, <laughs> didn't know he had a book out at all. Uh, anyway, so he did a piece this week which talked about could Wolves actually push for Europe this season. The, the initial question, gentlemen, I'm going to ask is: Can this team push for Europe this season, or is it really early days still? What do you think? Everyone's... I think it's both. Yeah, <laughs> I think it feels like it's too early, but I think it's possible. Um, again, the, there's the way they've adapted to the Premier League, the quality of the football, the results, getting the you know getting results, getting draws against two of the, mm-hmm. the top teams in the division. I think is almost as makes you feel as optimistic as sort of beating Southampton and Burnley. Which, yeah. if you want to get into Europe, you're looking at those games at home and thinking you need to win them. So, what is Europe seventh? Yeah, like Burnley yeah. did. I mean, it's a huge ask, but I certainly think it's possible. No, um, one, no one wants to fully commit, though, do they? I, no, <laughs> no, the, long, the longer Jose Mourinho's in a job, the likelier it is. Because <laughs> yeah. they are not finishing well, top well, seven. Is it? I think there's also yeah. a bit of luck in terms of injuries and yeah, suspensions. Yeah, yeah, there's always yeah. that, you know, that could come into yeah, it and affect definitely. us a little bit. But what is it? Reach for the moon? No, aim for the moon. It's aim for the stars, and you'll get to the moon. But yeah, I mean, I don't think you know. I think. It's shown already we're going to be comfortably at least mid-table without yeah. getting complacent, but yeah. it certainly feels that way, so why not just... I think the question is, bit? from what we've seen so far, have we seen anything genuinely better than Wolves? Uh, obviously, with the seven games in, mm. you know, any of those teams, Man City, obviously, yep. you know, real quality. I wouldn't actually say Man United look a better team than us, because mm. they didn't. It's a simple fact. But can a Man United on form... Be a better team than us. We can only go on it's, what we see yeah, at yes. the end of the day. I can't remember what Man United team on form looks like. Yeah, well, there you that's go. the issue. That's, that's um, the thing. And until the down comes in, of course. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm trying to work out. Do I? Cause I think I said we'd finish tenth or eleventh um, in the start of the season prediction. So I'm trying to work out. Do I stick with my now slightly negative opinion, or do I kind of just completely turn coat and say, you know? We're going to finish seventh. Um, it's only three or four places, you know. Yeah, it's not, yeah. I mean, it's not too bad, but I don't think it's whether any teams are necessarily better than us, but it's which teams might be a little bit savvier, maybe over the course of a season. And you know, say Man United just seem to be an absolute joke at the moment. Um, I like how we started with Paul's unpopular opinion that people yeah. are talking about Mourinho too much and then we basically just dedicated yeah. a section oh, to God, it. God. But like, Paul is just quietly rocking back yeah. and forth. No. <laughs> but like, I, I know someone like Leicester, for example, I mean, they turned us over uh, you know, second game of the season. And I'd still say and it didn't look any better than us. Though. No, it yeah, didn't. Yeah, yeah. But it's whether they can consistently do that for the next 31 games and I, I don't quite know well um, Club Wells always one game from the sack yeah. if you listen to oh, the yeah. report it's, it's, yeah. um, you know but as, at, at the moment who's seventh Watford in the top seven aren't they I would think they're yeah. seventh yeah. off the top of my head you know I think they're, they're still they're still up there it's hard to tell whether you know for some teams whether it's that early season form or whether it's a genuine sign of a bit yeah. of consistency and I think you get the impression from Wolves this is just like how we play. There's no luck involved in it. It's this is what we are. This is who we are. Is it like the the relegation battle? Do you look at it at Christmas really and look at the form then and go if Wolves are around 
the top 10 and are still performing at that level, then you can start maybe seriously thinking this is a possibility. I think so, especially as you say, the next few games as well are going to be, you know, Palace away is all of a sudden one you're looking at and thinking we might win. Yeah. yeah. I think the next two games Watford and Tottenham. Yeah. And if you come out of that in, in a similar position and almost mm. keeping the level of form up against teams that have started the season really well. I'm going to have to do a new one here. We take it game by game. Yeah. Have you ever thought, gentlemen, how it would actually work if Wolves were in the Europa League, for example? If this team was in the Europa League, is there a way we could find out how Wolves would do well? Well, fear not. Oh fear <laughs> not. Work Someone's out. done it. It had, it, had, oh, no. it had the fear of a segment, segue <laughs> in his voice. Uh, Messing for, with his phone as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's leading it up against yeah, the yeah. For He's the research ready. of this podcast, thanks to the power of FIFA 19, I created a Europa League style tournament. Uh, Christ. 32 teams, so I'm not going to go too much detail. And obviously, I didn't put in teams that would get from the Champions League. Typical Europa League teams with Wolves. Group stage or knockout, how far would this starting eleven go? Could you play FIFA? FIFA? Oh, no, this is me simming, simming the okay. whole yeah. process. Dedication, that. Well, one. yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> or sadness, really. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those. Did we beat that team from Luxembourg? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, well, so, this, so, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm trying to make it uh, fun as possible, let's say. So, I will give you certain results. You've got to get how far Wolves went, basically. Okay. And I'll give you some um, games. And if you think Wolves did well, you say it's a good deal. If Wolves did badly, you say no deal, basically. Uh, so Wolves in their group. <laughs> Europa means Europa. <laughs> yeah. How did you have time for this? Oh, no. uh, Wolves this in... wasn't in the contract. No. no. <laughs> Wolves in their group. And this is when I really fall down with pronouncing foreign teams. Wolves had uh, Valacano. Is it Rayo Valacano? Yeah. There you go. Uh, Cadiz. I don't know where okay. they're from, Spanish. and Ren as well. Okay, in their in their group. So I'm not going to go through all the results because they obviously played home and away. Uh, well, where did Wolves come in that group with the start eleven we've got now? Bear in mind that uh, half couple of games into the group, Doherty got sent off, and then oh, the the last two games in that group, Jimenez got injured for two months. And Bonatini, the next game, got injured for two months. This is going to be a short, this is going to be a short segment. This and is also, bear in mind as well, this was simmed because it's a whole tournament, so it's not spread out for a whole season. So imagine Europa League condensed in uh, a World Cup format. Okay. Where do you Wolves come in that group? Where, was it a good deal? Did they get the top two? I think two? that's a double bluff from you, so I'm going top two. Yeah, I'm so going, top two, I'll, saying it's a good quite, deal. I think they progressed, yeah. yeah so it's yeah, a good yeah, deal. Good deal. Got, yeah, good yeah, deal. Good deal. Second. Look, at it was a good deal. Oh, Wolves came second yes, in that group, behind Wren. Wolves started off, won their first three games. But then um, didn't so well in the last 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 few, but they got through anyway. Knockout stage. Been blamed up for getting sent off. Uh, what did he do? So, he oh, he would have been the scapegoat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what Wolves fans are. Yeah, I was going to say he'd <laughs> yeah. have been lynched. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously Wolves got into the last sixteen and uh, took on Red Bull Salzburg. Salzburg, yeah. Salzburg, yeah. Salzburg. That's it. Um, away in that game, it was all. It wasn't two leg. It was a straight oh, kind of knockout. Oof. So, tough was it a game. good deal or a, or a no deal? It's tough game. So good good deal or no deal. So this is without Jimenez and Doherty then? So this is without Jimenez and Doherty. Well, no, no Doherty's backing because he's only probably oh, been back okay. one game. So well, no Jimenez. No, yeah. So basically, the, for from now on, no Jimenez. Away no, from home. Yeah, no Jimenez, no Bonatini. In a raucous Austrian atmosphere. So obviously, I had to change the team arrangement. the scene now. Flares, flares with all sorts. The vice beer thrown out the crowd. Yeah, yeah, say, yeah. I reckon getting to the ground would be quite easy for Wolfsambo mm. because Salzburg's like 
quite a big place so I think we'd have a lot of big, there's a big following yeah, yeah there's a big following uh, I can see a lot of I can see Stu going the, yeah Stu <laughs> would be there Alex will be there as well <laughs> Alex the, is always there the, the, the arguments camped out yeah. in the streets yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the arguments over the loyalty points would have been immense <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah so Wolves are away obviously what I did then because if a, a player is out you have to replace a player so I put Jota in fr- up front instead okay. and Cav went and Cav went on the wing there was no that other, is plan C there is no I'd have gone Cav at front but there was no other strikers apart from Seal. Penny. Oh, yeah. Penny. So you can take a penalty, penalty though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Trust me, you, David. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so good deal, no good deal. deal. How did Wolves get on? It was I a good deal. I think we got knocked out. Oh, you think yeah. it's a no deal? Yeah. He won't say it, will you? Nah. No deal. <laughs> no deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go deal. You're going to go good deal. Because I want the segment to carry on. Yeah. Well, luckily for Rich, the second one will carry on. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was a two-all draw, and Wolves won 5-4 on penalties. That's right. not right. Yeah, that ain't <laughs> right. right. Come on, man. So, quarter-final, Wolves took on their old adversary, Wren, back oh. in the quarter-final stage. Oh, uh, I was Wol- say. Wolves were away once again for this one. Oh, well away. So, how did Wolves get on? Was it a good deal or no deal in Is the quarter-finals? Still with Jota up front? <laughs> still the same team, yeah. No I mean, one's listen, come, we no scored one's two goals back. in the previous yeah. game. I mean, we're on penalties. There's nothing stopping us now. I'm going, yeah. good, I'm going good deal again. Okay. For a good deal. Good league. Okay, yeah. You're yeah, for a good deal as well? We're for a good deal. Good. Yeah. Rich. We're for a good deal. Yeah. Go for deal. a good deal. Well, it was a good deal. Once oh, again, oh, yeah. went through. Uh, a 1-0 win. Matinho after two minutes. Of course it was. Getting the goal. Control. So, semi-final <laughs> then. Uh, now, this is the team I can't pronounce. And it's got the shortest names. I'm just going to spell it out. C-A-E-N. Can 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 well, you should have listened to Paul, or maybe not listened to Paul, because they've got to the final. Oh, and they won 2 1. Now, here's the crux of it all. Cav missed a penalty at the start. Neves got sent off. And then Cav scored the last minute winner. That feels a bit Cardiff away, that I was yeah. gonna say. <laughs> or Middlesbrough away, whichever one it was. So Wolves get to the final of the Europa League with this same side, and they're in the final against Dynamo Kiev. They're the designated home team, it doesn't matter, of course, because it's the final, it's a neutral ground. So the final of the Europa League with this side, no Jimenez, no Bonatini, no Neves as well, remember? <laughs> How do Wolves get on at the final Who of the Europa in the middle League? of the park, then? Uh, I think I'd put Sace, Matinho in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I think Seal just get upgraded to the bench, <laughs> just for numbers. Just but for penalties. What's yeah, the weather like? Yeah. Huh? What was the weather like? I've no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so how did Wolves get on in the final of the Europa League against Dynamo Kiev? Was it a good deal? Seasoned or was it Europa League campaigners. Yeah. yeah. Did Wolves take Minus that deal? Malenko, though. They haven't got any uh, yeah. real star can, can I just say that five minutes ago, you're sort of thinking that maybe talking about Europe was a bit premature and all of a sudden you've got us in the final <laughs> of the Europa League? <laughs> Basically. Uh, yeah, fair enough. We're all basing okay. on this. So yeah. uh, did Wolves sign that deal or did Wolves leave Europe no deal at all. Oh, what, see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. wow. You've been teetering dear on that. Dear. He's been sat on that one. For yeah. the whole segment. <laughs> so what do you think? Um, Fantasy Europa League with this side. Good deal or no deal? Wolves in the final. Rich, what do you think? Go for broke, man. Yeah. Win the final. Deal. Go for a deal. Yeah, good deal. Good deal. Go for yeah. a good deal. 
Well, Seeing we... as I said we'd lose the semis, I'll go for a win in the final. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Good deal. Oh, gentlemen, 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 book your tickets to Europe because it was a good deal. Oh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> We're going. It was a 3-0 win, Cavalero getting two. So basically, based on FIFA, not yeah. only we're getting to Europe, we're gonna we're gonna storm it, gentlemen. Need to get Spears on the phone and tell him to yeah. update his article. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna be in Europe. All that. rest. All you rest. heard it here first. Heard it here first. We will I win the Europa League. Cannot wait for the end of season. <laughs> <laughs> you, now. Was gonna say, can you imagine? And we're doing the. What did we predict at the start? <laughs> of the season? I was gonna say, can you imagine if we somehow get into Europe by okay, league position or like by a cup and we end with bloody Rens? <laughs> Right, let's get on to the uh, the game of the weekend. Wolves are away to Crystal Palace. Uh, and before we get on to details, Gully, of course, has his research, his oh, opposition report. Gully, what can you tell us about Roy Hodgson's Crystal Palace? Well, I went out to Selhurst Park last night. I was going to say, obviously. When, yeah. when did you obviously. write this up? Did you have to get back? Yeah. <laughs> at work today. Don't tell him that. Um, well, familiar foe of the 90s and the 2000s but it's actually the first time we played him in a Premier League fixture mm. good little stat right there there you go yes. there you go beat you that Spurs Spurs Spears Spears <laughs> I'm going to cut that <laughs> no don't so we'll be taking on Wilfred Zaha SC yes oh. key as man they, of course. as they are more commonly known it actually reminded me of a game when Zaha was at his first battle at the club and it was a season we went down yes. Sol Bakken was manager yes. And Zaha tore us a new one. He scored the winner. He, he scored, scored that night was fantastic. Yeah. He scored two goals. Well up then, yeah, we yeah, we won a lot. And if we'd won that game, we would have gone top think, yeah, possibly. as well. Yeah. I think Doyle hit the crossbar in the second half, yeah. and that would have been game. To, and then Zaha just mm. it started. The it Zaha was, it was the demise of Staller that day. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, unbelievable footballer. But things haven't really progressed too much yeah, in that yeah, sense yeah, for yeah. Palace. It's it's strange to see that they are still very heavily reliant um, on them. Last five games, we've got lost last night. They didn't look very good last night, mm. I've got to be honest. Um, was it 2-2-1 two, two, in the end? Yeah. yeah. Um, Benteke was yeah. not in the squad at all. I'm not sure why that was, to be honest. Uh, he hasn't been in the goals wow, anyway, okay. to be honest. But with the forward line they had, um, Zahar, Townsend and uh, Jordan Ayew, I thought they'd be more of a threat. Mm. But didn't really seem to materialise. Um, so, I mean, going back in the results, Newcastle drew 0-0. Beat Huddersfield 1-0, which you'd expect. Uh, lost to Southampton 2-0. Yeah. Who were quite toothless against us. Which, I presume they're know, near the bottom end. They're not in the relegation zone, surely, but they're near the bottom end of that table. Yeah. Um, you might have to look up that. That's a schoolboy area, that yeah. is, isn't it? Let's be honest. First um, beyond that. Yeah. They're 13th. But, I don't look at the oh, table actually. before Christmas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just fix your Europa League results. Game by yeah. game. game, by game, yeah, game, yeah. By game. But they did beat the Baggies 3 0 in the yes. cup. So, which know. is always nice to every see. Every cloud, boys, every cloud. Um, the the key bit, kind of not just Aha, but Wayne Hennessy. Yeah. It's the first time mm. I would think it's the first time we've played Wayne Hennessy since he left Wolves, uh, that fateful night. He's avoided us very nicely. Yeah, hasn't he? yeah. Um what do you think? I think it'll be more of a judgment when we play them at home. But what's everyone's feelings on Wayne Hennessy? Has time passed on enough now that you've got real no ill feeling towards him? Was it was it just a situation that ultimately he probably was a Premier League player at a League One club? I mean, you was, know, yeah. and, and I think I think enough times passed. He came through the club. Um, he, he was the Championship winning goalkeeper and played with us for a few years in the Premier League before he got injured. I, I'm not going to stand up and necessarily applaud him. 
but I don't think he deserved much unwarranted abuse yeah. personally. But I'm quite a nice guy, so. That helps. Wayne's going to buy you a ticket for Saturday now. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting though because. Um, He's actually they brought in a keeper called uh, Vicente Guay to, to actually replace Hennessy because uh, okay. he's he's, he's not been the most popular player no. um, at Palace for a few years and they've been looking. For well, they've had Spironi for the best part of a decade, and mm, he yeah. seems to be sort of very much still a cult hero there, yeah. and not managed to sort. Of he's not been convincing Hennessy, mm. and but he's still somehow in the team. So whatever's going on there is interesting. But from my point of view, I just think you know I think the way it was done with Hennessy. At the time, it, it hurts. It, mm. it is a real sort of mm. bitter pill to swallow for all of us. Uh, given it academy graduate as well, yeah, of yeah. course, you know, it's, he'd had some really good times with us. And when you stuck with the player through an injury, I think he'd been out for quite a long time up until he'd that managed point. to mm. do his ACL twice in a row. I think. Yeah, so sort of on, on like a, on his um, in a friendly again. And mm. the club stood by him, so yeah. you know, you felt like mm. he, he was owed. Yeah, he owed us something back. But that's not how it works. So of course, it isn't, yeah. Of course, it isn't. You know, not all f- football players aren't fans. At the end of the day, mm. that's just not how it works. So, but yeah, we'll give him some shite on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> is that going to edit it? He can have that. He can have that. He's had his one. Yeah, he's had his one. <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, personally, I'm not. I'm not that fussed, really. Time's for me. Time has passed now, and that game was so dreadful mm. that night. Gillingham last minute winner as well. Aaron McCary in goal was he? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Lovely. I think it is interesting. It's the point that how the situation was handled differently. Yeah. Because I mean, as you say, Sacco wasn't in the right frame of mind, and I think probably I was there, but I didn't quite get the inside story on it. But I imagine that was the same for Wayne. It was a mm. you know he thought the following week he was going to Crystal Palace, like perhaps Sacco thought he was going to leave, and the fans it, reacted differently. And they were both. I mean, Kenny Jackett probably dealt with them both differently as he yeah. saw fit at the time because he probably knew Hennessy was going to go, whereas Sacco was probably well, I mean, we might still. Keep and Hennessy him, wasn't necessary. I mean, I think it might be different because he's a goalkeeper and it's a one-position situation. So he had the option of playing Hennessy, a international-capped Premier League mm. experienced goalkeeper in League One, or playing McCary, who, with great respect, hadn't played at that level. Mm. Whereas it probably wasn't the same for Sacco, who there was other players you could sort of drop in mm. and he was probably confident could replace him. Um, so it probably annoyed... Yeah. yeah. Probably I mean, I think if and you spoke to Wayne now, he'd probably maybe admit he'd handle it differently and yeah, he made yeah. a mistake and he probably yeah. had, I could imagine he probably had some bad advice at the time as well maybe because that's how it you know how these things tend to yeah, pan yeah, out because yeah. he's not you know character and personality is absolutely fine he's not mm. a problem at all and I don't think he ever was apart from that so I'm guessing that someone got in his ear or perhaps um, so, but I think it'll be a bit of a shame and listen understand fans are going to have feelings but yeah. do, you, do you remember him for the 160 games when he came through and got us to the Premier yeah. League and, yeah. or do you remember him for a, a mistake he made at the end mm. um you know, fans have to make their judgments, but I mean, I think the other thing I'd say about him as well, and um, you know, obviously he had a lot of stick at the time, and probably again he'd probably admit he deserved mm-hmm. that. But I remember uh, Bert Williams passed away a few weeks mm-hmm. later, and it was his funeral, and he I came think, back up, didn't he? Exactly, and I was, I think they asked me to get in touch with Wayne, and you think where he is in South London, it's a heck of a drive. Yeah, mm. but in between training, he, you know, he drove up himself. He could have. I mean, no one was going to have a go at him on that day, but equally, you know, he wasn't flavour of the month. And that, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, for yeah. me, that really impressed me that Bert Williams had taken mm. the time to see him and he thought he was going to come and pay his respects. And he did. He came up, went to the service and then said farewell and, and got mm. in his car. And so that kind of, you yeah. know, I'm obviously probably going to stick up for him anyway because I've worked closely with him. But you just, those little things hopefully make up for, for me yeah. for what was, 
you know, as Gully says, it was mm. something that annoyed fans, understandably, and I think it was a mistake that you probably acknowledge now. Yeah, but yeah. Never, these situations are always so, so complex, aren't they? They're never simple. Been um, what five years plus? Yeah, so I would like, say you so, know, yeah. like it, if you're still holding on to something like that, I think you probably need to. I think Take Rui Patricio is a decent consolation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, And yeah. Carl had his chance, which is yeah. great for yeah, Carl yeah, over yeah. the years as well. We never and had the story with Carl, you know, really good times with yeah. him as well. Yeah. Mm. Anything else from your report, Gully? Um, I really like um, the young little midfielder they've got called Max Meyer. Mm-hmm. I think he's a oh, really yeah. good player. Yeah. Um, what about the uh, left, left back? Van Arnholt. It's got a no, really good No, goal, the yeah. uh, young one, young oh, the right back, Wan Bissaka. Wan Bissaka. Yeah, yeah. yeah. League dream, isn't yeah. They've got a really powerful team. I think it's going to be kind of battle of the mini maestros in the middle with okay. Matinho and Mayo. You know, really good battle between them. But the real, the biggest asset for me is Hodgson. Mm. I do think that because he's at that level where he's comfortable. He's done well with these kind of clubs before. Fulham, West Brom yeah, yeah, yeah. done really well. And he's getting the best out of players, which might not otherwise have been successful. Um, so it's, I think it's going to be a tough game. Selhurst Park as well, got you know real atmosphere. It's quite a unique Premier League ground, yes. at least um, tight pitch. You know, could have a bit of an impact. And he's got the ultras as well, which they yeah. played themselves, didn't they? Has that happened? There's a bit of a. I thought the ultras still. That, they've got their own they? end, like have they? Or... Oh, no, haven't they got their own bit in the? They tried to move season to holders, didn't they? And it oh, them... I don't know. Then if it's not stay, there this season, I then I don't know. But people say it's the best atmosphere of yeah. Premier League yeah. grounds um, at the moment, so could all be a factor. I uh, can't imagine. It team-wise, does Nuno keeper was it would be like an eighth straight <sighs> unchanged team, or is it the the time that perhaps Jota comes out and Cavallero? gets a start what do we all think gentlemen I think Nuno in the past is generally given maybe one more chance after a bad performance mm. you know he's, he's happy to make a change at half time if he needs to and that's the beauty of football at the end of the day you can still do that there's no reason why you know a relatively poor 45 minutes means he has to play the whole game you know you just you've got we've got the options there's nothing wrong with that and we've seen Cavalier and Troyore it's not always easy to make an impact off the bench. You know, you got to pick up the pace of the game straight away, all that sort of stuff. They're happy to come on and just, you know, pick up where they yeah, left yeah. off, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, they they play with such a flow from the beginning of games. Everyone, that starting eleven, they all know their jobs. They all know where they need to be on a pitch at pretty much any given time. Um, if I was an opposition, I'd, I'd hate that you'd have Troy or Cav coming on. Mm. I'm not sure I'd feel the same if Jota and Costa were in the same in the same regards. Um and, you know, we talk about players having necessarily a bad game or a poor game, but I thought that you know, there were points where Traore was very frustrating on Saturday. Mm. Um when, you know, sometimes he'd run into traffic in the middle of the park where he could just sort of a hug the touchline there are other times where you should be doing the opposite and I can feel that with someone like him it's only going to take a game for fans to get on his back um, I, to be honest I think there's no real need to change a winning team no. and it's like you've got those options which is insane keep it as it is Paul I think so yeah, yeah. I think for the reasons again we've talked about how well we've started most of the games so I just don't think he'll risk that Um it's the international break after this one, isn't it? it? Is, so that's yeah. probably time for him to maybe, you know, if Cavi's going to get closer, you've got a couple mm. of weeks to work with him. So I just think he'll 
and, and Costa went off injured, didn't he? But yes, but there's been no report of that. Yeah, yeah. so I imagine oh, just a dead leg. Dead leg. Yeah. So I think yeah, yeah, stick, stick with it. If it's not mm. broke, we've only lost one game. Just and then you have got those those weapons to come on. And uh, sixty minutes on <laughs> a clean sheet, a win. England call up potentially. Oh. Do we think? Or I know we've been talking about these last few days more Cody and Bennett, but is it perhaps? If anything's going to happen, it would be the friendlies against USA in November, rather than Nation League's matches. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'd be depends. Surprised, you know, Southgate, isn't he? Yeah, Southgate might have. You know, Cody's that specific slot. He's got mm. that nailed. You know, if that's what Southgate's looking for, you never. Know, there's nobody else in the Premier League doing that. Mm. Why not? And he'll pick Phil Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's fingers crossed because it's it's Thursday, isn't it? This week, yeah, yeah. Squad announcements. We'll yeah. see what happens. Uh, let's do predictions. Enter before we wrap up Palace. Uh, so, how are you feeling now, gentlemen? Of uh, Tuesday night, Palace versus Wolves. Paul, what do you think? Um, I think it's a tough game, as Gully says, and I think I don't think the Palace have scored at home this season in the league. Mm. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. No, but I think. Okay. Which is probably put the mockers yeah. on it. So. I think, you know, the start we've had, as much as you've certainly got a chance of winning it, I think I'd take a draw, so I'd go one each. One each, Gully. I think one nil, Wolves. One nil, Wolves. Mm. I'm going to give it. Yeah, I'll go 1 1 as well. Because it's <laughs> You're home. Gonna go defeat then, when, yeah, yeah, I was like, I don't. It. I'm scared. Like, <laughs> I, I don't. I shouldn't get this, like. Apprehensive about Wolves game. Oh yeah, we do. We're doing I'm, so well. I'm going to say this again. Nothing we say here has any <laughs> no, impact on the result no. whatsoever. It's only my pride. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say two-one win. Oh, there you go. We're still go- we're still going well. We go again, as they say. Palace will score, of course. Yeah. You've said it. Fifteen points from eight games. Uh, right before we get on Twitter corner, quickly let's do Dan's quiz. It's the Wolves versus Palace quiz this week. So we'll try this work. Uh, so basically, I will ask a question, you will give me an answer, and whoever gets the most yeah. points win. Simple quiz yeah. format. Sounds like a quiz. Yeah. Uh, but it's <laughs> obviously. Like yeah. But each week it's based on a on the opposition side against Wolves against that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first question: Former Wolves striker Akinbayi made his Crystal Palace debut against Wolves in 2002. But what number shirt did he wear for wow. them? This is a classic Dan quiz. So what that number is, shirt did Akinbayi wear for Crystal Palace? 2002. 2002. Just I'm like going... the song. Totally off the wall. Yeah. 39. 39. Anyone else? 15. 15. Guess. I had 30 in my head. 30. No, it was 55. What? Oh, okay, is yeah. he playing it? 55. Is that the whole 10? Adding up to 10? Oh, maybe. Yeah, well, yeah, Dan has put, which I didn't really get until you said <laughs> it now, in brackets 5 plus 5. Oh. So I don't know whether yeah. that's the reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite, quite a simple sum that day. 5 plus 5 is... Ten. Yeah, 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 good maths. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> quick maths as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Next question: Former Palace and Wolves winger Bakri Sako scored his first Wolves goal against which club? Who did he score his first goal against which club? It was. You can all just keep churning them out. Bristol Guess. City. Bristol City. Anybody else? Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday. Rich. I do remember he scored at least one against um, Bristol, didn't he? Was it two? I think his first two goals were free kicks, and I think the Sheffield Wednesday one was, was a week after. I think. Well, do you, what are you going for? Yes, the Bristol City one was miles yeah. out, wasn't it? Mm. I think Bristol yeah, City rings a bell. Well, the key thing of that question is I never said league in there. He scored against Northampton oh, away oh, in the cup, and it was a lovely goal. It was a lovely goal. It was the infamous game where Kari played as well, wasn't yes, it? Yes, and. and uh, was, 
and uh, Margaret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Uh, yeah. Frank Newblay scored off his ass, didn't he? As well, I, think. Oh, I remember I watching that. Years, I tell yeah. you what, there's some names about to start. Well, I was watching that on a computer in Alicante, and. The screen was so bad, I couldn't tell who was who was where. I really couldn't see. Sacco had like a God. screech of blue in his hair Did as well. It's yeah. a great goal. He's got a crack at it. Yeah. Oh no. He nearly broke the crossbar from what I, what I remember. He blew goal. a kiss to the fans in there because yeah, I remember yeah. Sam Bagnall got the photo and was pretty pleased with himself. So yeah, I'm now he's coming back to me now. Listen to oh. the question. Yeah. Listen oh, to the question. God. Anyway, the next one. Uh, current Palace sporting director Dougie Freeman finished top scorer for Wolves in all competitions in the 97-98 season, but with how many goals? How many goals did he? I will I will do nearest so somebody might be able to rack up a point. 96, 97, 97, 98. 97, 98. 12. Just got that trick. 12. 12. 14. 14. 15. 15. I have to give you both half a point because it's 13. No, <laughs> oh, unlucky. So half a point each and nil for Rich. No, Rich. Oh, damn it. Uh, last time Wolves won at Crystal Palace was in 2009 thanks to E. Banks Blake with the goal. What former Palace defender was on the bench for Wolves that day? So what former Palace defender was on the bench for Wolves in Wolves' 1-0 win against uh, Crystal Palace? 2009. Is um, it Darren Ward? Oh, I was going to go for Darren Ward, yeah. You can still have Darren Ward if you want to, yeah, no, yeah. isn't it? So is two for Darren Ward. Me, yeah. yeah, I think... Did he, play, he did play oh, for Palace. Oh, he gone by then. Yeah, I think he did, yeah. I can't remember if he was still He went off on loan, must have come, maybe he came back. So the, this player played for so yeah he was on the bench for Wolves. Two thousand nine yeah. would have been promotion season okay. as well. March, so March time. Yeah. Okay, so what you saying, Darren Ward? Yeah, Darren Ward. I'm not sure about Darren Ward, but I can't think of anyone else. So you go for Darren Ward. Okay, it was Darren Ward. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> so one way to get the answer. Yeah. So one and a half and one. Uh, Wolves went out three one in the fourth round of replay of the 2010 oh, FA Cup to Palace. Remember this Thanks one. Thanks to a Danny Butterfield hat trick. But who scored? <laughs> never but scored before. I was going to say. I thought the question was going to be. But who scored a hat trick? Yeah. But who scored the consolation balls that day? It was Carl Henry. King Carl. Yeah, Yeah, it was Carl Henry. That's a cracker, is that? I remember my beloved. My my beloved um, Majanji Bai didn't have the greatest game. Right, okay, so Palace fan and the mod father, Paul Weller, his actual birth name is what? What's his first actual name? Oh my god. I've been told this recently for whatever reason. And it was all set up for this day. So, what is Paul Weller's actual first name? What are we going for? I don't know. No, no idea. Throw out some Any names. clues? Bruce. Does it begin with P? No. no okay. <laughs> Throw out some names. Tom Stevens. Tom. Let's say Tom. <laughs> Tom. Tom is one. Rodney. Rodney. <laughs> Paul. Go for uh, a name. Graham. Graham. No, it's John. Oh. John. A classic John. Oh, final. Cl- final. <laughs> final. <laughs> was his surname Willa? Yeah. It is still well, yeah. John Weller. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Final question then. Uh, Liverpool legend Kevin Muscat was given how many yellow cards in his 19-year professional career? Um, oh, he was Palace yeah. before. Uh, so Dan's given two answers. He's given... Uh, I'll do... Well, I'll, yeah, I'll do the, the whole... No, no, just yellow cards. Ignore me. Just yellow cards. He's given me red. We might have that as a tie break, just Ooh. in case. 19-year career. 19-year career. How many yellow cards did Kevin Muscat get? Thing is, is a bit. I don't think he got a load, did he? He used to get away with stuff. Yeah, most of the time. It was the nineties, primarily. Yeah, we'll go <laughs> six, on his sixty-seven. Yeah. Sixty-seven. I should imagine like it'd be pretty, really, really yeah. hard to get a yellow card playing in Australia as well. Well, he did his um, best. Didn't he? Yeah, I think he, he literally well, used to just beat people up. Didn't I think he literally he, he went he chased a guy around yeah. the pitch and sm- like broke his leg leg in half at one. point. But he's doing really well as a manager, isn't he? He's been at yeah. Melbourne for years. And he but looks he looks like even more of a nutcase. Yeah. I was gonna say he now yeah. looks like um, Mark Strong, the actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I had 97 in my head. We'll do but nearest I, I again. I think that might have just been because it was 97, 98 season before and the numbers just sort of stayed. So you say 97. I'll go 97, yeah. 97. Well, the nearest person on his debuts, Paul, it was 123 <laughs> yellow cards. <laughs> that, that is a lot. Not far that off. is a lot. years. That's so Paul nips it with two and a half points. Well done, Paul. Well done. <laughs> just for fun, who got how many red cards did he get in his career? In England. In, in his career. Oh, oh, oh so that's Australian as well. 12. Because yeah. he got sent off in his last so game, didn't he? Did you go for 12? 12. Eight. Eight, uh, ten. You wished it was twelve, Gully. I mean, you wish it was red. Okay, well, it was twelve. <laughs> yeah, twelve oh, red cards. Nice. Right, we'll finish off the podcast very quickly with a quick fire uh, Twitter yeah. corner. You can get the show at WFC Fancast, and you can also email us podcast at wolvesfancast Robbie Tinsley um, saying, "What was your favourite moment or time spent under the top flight under Mick McCarthy? Any kind of key wow. Mick McCarthy top flight moments for people?" Um, I think Liverpool away when uh, yeah, yeah. everything happened Steve Ward and Duda could run the length of the pitch the year before yeah, that was yeah, just poetic Pepe Reina oh god how well I remember that yeah. great moment but yeah um, that was just poetic justice that night I thought it was brilliant and it was Roy Hodgson which brings us yeah I think it was for me it was the Elikobi double slash Kevin Doyle against Man United the argument that still goes on yeah yeah yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> really doesn't matter. We beat him. Rich for you. Um, probably when we beat West Ham in that first. Year. Oh, that was such a good game. Yeah, just because yeah. like yeah. Zubal's balls goal. Some of the goals. Yeah, that yeah. Day. that's my birthday yeah. as well. That was yeah. Special. It's been a great day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was Monday night, wasn't it? I think. It was. Yeah, got yeah, moved, yeah. Didn't it? Got yeah, moved yeah. Christmas, I think. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think yeah. it was the yeah, the three-one win at home to Backies because that was actually the first ever mm. Black Country derby I'd ever been to. Really? Yeah, first ever one. No way. And then suddenly we had the one after, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Roy Hodgson again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Roy yeah. count. <laughs> um, Lynx Wolf says, "Have you found yourselves in the crowd on FIFA 19 yet? They're all generic." Puppies, <laughs> aren't they? I was going to say, I, <laughs> I swear I saw a Tim Spears look alike. There's loads of them around there. Yeah. I swear, but yeah. I was going to say, what do you think of it? Because I, I think I it's really, it's really it. good. Yeah. It's really good. The graphics are. I think Molyneux is great, but it's weird when you play it because of the camera angle. You're just looking at the bottom of the steel ball stand, so it almost doesn't feel like you're playing at Molyneux. Yeah, if that makes sense. But yeah, it's yeah. it's very surreal and nice to see uh, to see Molyneux on there. They've got the fireworks. Uh, no, oh. not something that. Maybe when all these updates happen, no. I keep <laughs> being told about in November, <laughs> October. Well, maybe we'll see the fireworks then. <laughs> but great, lovely. That's it. Podcast done, Paul. Well done. You thank survived. You. All those thanks years ago, me. you never thought you'd actually this appear on an episode. No, thank you for having me. You survived. Me. Well uh, done. Well done. Much appreciated. Uh, so that's it for this week's podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Hill and Smith Limited and Pixel Yeti Media. You can follow us all week on social for your lols and trolls. So search for Wolves Fancast and you'll find us there. And we'll be back next week to look back at that game against Crystal Palace. But for this week, it's bye from Paul. Goodbye. It's bye from Gully. Goodbye. Bye from Rich. Bye, everyone. Bye from me. See you next time.
This is what renting furniture with Feather looks like. Pieces that fit your style and your space and cost less than your monthly phone bill. Oh, and did we mention delivery and assembly included? Feather. Start renting at livefeather.com.